Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, April the 30th. Yes, it is the last day of the month of April. The craziest, longest April in the history of my life, and I'm guessing everyone else's life as well. Just a long month, followed probably by a very long May as well. Uh, happy to be through April, happy to continue to move forward as much as possible. Um, we've spent the last two days talking about, uh, the last three days, talking about baseball's potential plans to return and stuff. We'll get to some new news on that front in a minute, and then also some Mount Rushmore action coming up tomorrow. We will finally do the Mount Rushmore of all of baseball, the four heads that will be on that Mount Rushmore. And we'll still have some fun with some Mount Rushmores from here to there, uh, you know, here and there. Try and um, continue to provide some fun, some entertainment, some distraction and all that. Um, But tomorrow, the big Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmores. So get excited for that. I know I am. And uh, a little bit later today, a couple mini Mount Rushmore's. One, one uh, we, we just, I forgot to do it, and uh, it's on me. So we'll get to that. But first, um, some pessimistic news. We've talked about optimism the last three days. Dr. Anthony Fauci, of course, has been really the, the main voice out there for all types of information on this virus, the spread of the virus, all that type of stuff. Um, had seemed pretty bullish about sports getting back into action Sooner rather than later, comparatively, and then yesterday, some disheartening news from Fauci as Fauci talking about sports said, quote-unquote, I would love to be able to have all sports back, he said in an interview with the New York Times, but as a health official and a physician and a scientist, I have to say right now when you look at the country, we're not ready for that yet. He goes on to say, safety for the players and for the fans trumps everything. If you can't guarantee safety, then you're unfortunately going to have to bite the bullet and say, we may have to go without this sport for this season. So that's not ideal and not what you want to hear from Dr. Fauci, who's been such a, a uh, important voice for everybody through this whole process. Uh, look, uh, again, this is kind of what we talked about the last couple of days with the plans to return and, and this and that and how will it work and the logistics is that it's all fluid and we don't know. And one day to the next day to the next day, it seems like there's a, a new plan or a, a new reason why it will work, why it won't work and all that. So I'm going to reserve judgment for now. And maybe Fauci's talking about certain particular sports. 
I would say that that the optimism shown by the people in Major League Baseball is a positive sign. Again, you know, the fact that Jeff Passan would say that everyone involved or the mass majority of people involved in the situation said there will be baseball in 2020. The fact that Bob Nightingale is coming out a day later with this new plan where, and again, that one I, I did, as you know, if you listened to the show yesterday, there was a little skepticism for me in the idea that teams would be able to play at their home stadiums and there wouldn't be a quarantine aspect to all of it and all that. I'm still skeptical that that's a plan that could work, but ultimately I do feel hopeful that baseball seems hopeful, that they will be able to have some form of a season. Nightingale talked about a 100-game season somewhere in that range. As you know, if you've listened to the show, I'll take whatever I can get. I'm happy with any baseball, even if it's just a, a month-long tournament, I'd take it. Obviously, we want more than that, but I'll take whatever I can get baseball-wise. Um, this Fauci news is certainly a little disappointing. Uh, but again, as it's every day, and again, he doesn't specifically mention baseball. He says certain sports, so... Um, and baseball does have the luxury of, of, you know, not having its next season coming up right on the heels of it. You know, it's like a basketball or, or hockey does if they're trying to wait till July to play their sports. And all of a sudden, you know, you're bumping up against the next season coming and all that. So there's a lot of factors here. But ultimately, I'm going to stick with the hopeful, positive belief that there will be baseball this season, mostly because baseball themselves are so hopeful and positive and seem so bullish on the the fact that it's going to happen but again as this Fauci news from yesterday kind of shows that that we just don't know <laughs> we just don't know it is fluid it is a changing situation from day to day and all we can say is we'll see what happens again i i do feel like i do feel positive and hopeful that we will have it and um I, i'm more hopeful than uh you know, then then not. But again, this is uh, disheartening news, and uh, it's just going to be one of those things that we go day by day. And and um, again, I I think we will have baseball, but I am uh, certainly concerned when I hear what Dr. Fauci has to say. We'll continue to talk about all this as new information comes out, as we have a new plan, a new day, a new this, a new that, and hopefully, we continue to trend more in the right direction, the wrong direction. Fauci did say that it seems like you know the widespread testing is a big issue. We need to have that. That is. A crucial part of all this, which I, I agree with. I think many fights are testing for so many different reasons, but certainly if sports want to come back, um, it needs to be a situation where if you're testing players on a daily basis that everyone in America who needs or wants a test should be able to get one as well. The optics of that are not great if it's you know not enough tests to go around and yet baseball players are tested every day. I mean, that won't fly. That's not a... a fair or, or realistic outcome here. So um, fingers crossed is all I can say. And we're, uh, we're just going to keep following it, keep hoping that, uh, that they can figure this out. All right, uh, Mount Rushmore's two. I'm giving you a double dose to make up for that that sobering, disappointing start to the, the show here with the Fauci news. And again, it's all fluid. Who knows? We will, we will see. But two Mount Rushmore's today. The, uh, basically, we're going to do, as I said, the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore's tomorrow. The baseball Mount Rushmore. The top of the tops of the tops. The Jackie Robinsons of the world. Um, little spoiler alert there. Not that you couldn't see that coming. But we're going to get into that Tomorrow, uh, today though, I, I somehow forgot. One, I didn't forget. One, I did. I, I, I had been meaning to get to the Mount Rushmore of executives, of general managers. We're going to do that today. Um, but we also somehow, and by we, I mean me, 
Forgot to do the Mount Rushmore of designated hitters. And I don't know what that says about me as someone who is a proponent of the designated hitter and thinks that I don't need to see a pitcher hit ever again. Um, In that sense, uh, that's on me. I should have done the Mount Rushmore of designated hitters. I feel bad for excluding those designated hitters. I just forgot. So, you know. That's on me. I don't know what it says about me. So let's dive in. Uh, we won't, again, we're going to do two days. It won't be as detailed as the others. And again, there aren't quite as many options. And I think that in the end, there are three locks. And then, uh, and then you know, we kind of have to pick the other. Um, let's go old school to new school. Obviously, you can't go as old as designated or at, as certain other positions because, well, it just hasn't been around quite as long as other positions. But let's go with a couple older school guys. And again, not super old school, but a couple older school guys who... Um, who need to be mentioned when we're doing this. And again, it's also one of those things where, you know, it's it's finding people who actually have uh, been a DH more than other positions in their career and whatnot. So um, let's start it off uh, with old school. How about we go with a little Don Baylor action. Don Baylor, a, uh, a great hitter, uh, you know, not quite a uh, Hall of Fame player, but a, a very good player and uh he did dh a fair amount in his career uh the the majority of his plate appearances came as a dh uh, by a lot um he had a lot of plate appearances at other positions 607 in left field uh games excuse me 607 games in left field was the next most but he played 1284 games at designated hitter um so i think that qualifies him as someone who needs to be talked about here a a really great baseball player 338 career home runs um Played for a bunch of team, a one-time All-Star, one-time World Series champ. Also won the AL MVP in 1979, three-time Silver Slugger, RBI leader in 1979. Had a really nice career. Look, Don Baylor is not a, again, a Hall of Fame player, but a really nice player and a very good hitter and someone who, again, certainly one of the early great designated hitters. Another uh, player who also played more DH than than other spots. Also was in the National League for a while, though, so it wasn't. Just a um, a straight designated hitter, obviously, but Hal McRae, a nice career as well as McRae. A, um, of course, his son played baseball later, um, had a very uh, solid career and was a DH more than anything else in terms of games. The, the second most games he played was in left field at 352. He played 1,426 games at designated hitter, so Hal McRae has to be in the discussion when we're talking about designated hitters and also was a... A really, really good baseball player, Hal McRae. A career 290 hitter. He had over 2,000 career hits. Um, played for the Reds and the Royals. Three-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ. Um, so, you know, uh, the second time was his manager. Uh, one-time World Series champ as a player. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a nice career for Hal McRae. A really nice career and, and someone who needs to be mentioned. Again, I don't think he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore when we're all said and done here, but needs to be mentioned. All right, uh, another name uh, who is a Hall of Famer and um, probably shouldn't be, no offense, but uh, just got into the Hall of Fame a couple years ago as uh, the new Veterans Committee type of, of election and someone who was not a Hall of Famer as a player, but had a really nice career and did a lot of his damage as a designated hitter. How about that Harold Baines? Harold Baines, just in his career as a designated hitter, and Baines you know, had over 400 career home runs and all that, but Harold Baines, just as a designated hitter, 1,643 games as a designated hitter, a 291 hitter, uh, 370 on base percentage, which is 
pretty awesome. 236 career home runs as a designated hitter. Baines, again, a Hall of Fame player, did, you know, played more designated hitter than any other spot. So we'll give him that, that. Leniency there, ended his career, excuse me, with 384 home runs, was not over 400 home runs, close to over 400 home runs, 2,866 career hits, that's a lot of hits, but also a longevity guy, played for a really long time, six-time All-Star World Series champion of five, um, as a coach, never as a player. Um, with the White Sox, um, but a really nice career for Harold Baines. Again, not a Hall of Famer, should not be in the Hall of Fame, but is. Um, but that is uh, needs to be mentioned here. Someone else, uh, two more older school guys, and not again, they're not old, not as old as Baylor or um, as um, uh, McCray, but guys who had really nice careers. One guy is a no doubt about it Hall of Famer and deserves to be, but. Um, just played more games as a first baseman than a designated hitter. So um, when we look at Eddie Murray, I, I need to mention Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray, a really, really nice career, obviously, a Hall of Famer, one of those guys with um, over 500 home runs and over 3,000 hits, 504 career home runs, 3,255 career hits. I mean, that's legit, but um, played way, 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 way more games at first base. 2,408 games at first base, only 571 at DH. So that's going to disqualify him from this discussion as, again, just not enough games as DH um, comparatively to be on the Mount Rushmore. But felt like I needed to give Eddie Murray a shout-out, one of those guys with over 500 home runs and over 3,000 hits. Those are rare and very cool. All right, um, now we get to the the, the crux of it here as uh, – the guys that need to be mentioned. Uh, Chili Davis, same era as those other guys. 1,160 games as a designated hitter. A 282 average, 200 career home runs. Chili Davis will not be on the Mount Rushmore of designated hitters, but was a really good designated hitter, a really good player, deserves to be mentioned here in this discussion. Uh, will not make it to the Mount Rushmore of designated hitters, but had a nice career, 2,380 hits, 350 career home runs, was a three-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ. Um, so shout out to uh, Chili Davis on a, a great career. Again, will not be on the Mount Rushmore, but had a nice career. Uh, also will not be on the Mount Rushmore, but needs to be mentioned. Jose Canseco played a bunch of games at, at DH. He also played a bunch of games in the outfield. He's not going to be on the Mount Rushmore, but in his DH time, 846 games as a DH, 208 home runs, a 265 average, a 510 slugging. Um, Jose, of course, MVP. Uh, of uh, won an MVP, was the first guy to go 40-40, had a, a hell of a career. Um, all right, now we get into the real haymakers here. As uh, And some of them, look, some of them played other positions a lot and all that, but um, a lot of them did most of their damage as a designated hitter. Um, let's start with Paul Molitor. Molitor, a Hall of Fame player, as we know. He uh, played 1,171 games as a designated hitter, had a career 308 average in those spots, a 374 on base percentage. Molitor, one of the better hitters, uh, pure hitters of our lifetime, I would say. Um, you know, played for the Brewers, the Blue Jays, the Twins, um, was a, um, a great, great player on those Blue Jays World Series teams that, of course, uh, or at least the 93 team uh, beat the Phillies, so, you know, that sucks. But career 306 hitter, 3,319 career hits. Malder was a seven-time All-Star, a World Series MVP against the Phillies, sadly. Four-time Silver Slugger, um, a Hall of Famer in 04, just a, a heck of a career with Malder, someone who did, again, most of his damage at the designated hitter position, and thus... Um, 
will very likely be on the Mount Rushmore designated hitters when we get there. There are two, no doubt about it, we'll get to, but Malder, I think, um, has a real chance to make it onto the Mount Rushmore. Uh, and now another name who um, we talked about, we have two names in a row who we talked about in the first baseman um, discussion as well, but also played a ton of games at designated hitter, and thus we have to discuss them when we talk about this as Frank Thomas, who um, almost made the Mount Rushmore a first baseman, played a ton of games as a designated hitter as well. In fact, more games as a designated hitter than as a first baseman. So Frank Thomas, you qualify here and you have a real good chance to make this list here as he played 969 games as a first baseman, 1,310 games. As a designated hitter in those games, he batted 275 with a 394 on base, 269 home runs, a 505 slugging percentage. Um, of course, for his career, Thomas, um, over 500 home runs. Um, just a, a great, great, great player, Frank Thomas. Ended his career with 2,468 hits, 521 home runs, and 301 career batting average. Frank Thomas was such a good player. I think Frank Thomas has a real good chance to be on the list here. Uh, Jim Tomey also played a ton of games as a DH. Uh, um, probably uh, less likely to make it, though, as he did play a lot of games as a third baseman, a lot of games as a first baseman. In total, um, he played 800-plus games as a designated hitter, which matters. Don't get me wrong. That's important. Um I played 817 games as DH, but also played 1,095 as a first baseman, 479 as a third baseman. So I don't think we could put Tomey on the list over some of the other players. Um, of course, Tomey, 612 career home runs, a great player. But but when you play that many more at first base, I think you have to be in the first base pool while Frank Thomas can slide over and be in this DH one. Jim Tomey, a great career, um, will not make it. All right, the two guys who are on, let's just put them on the Mount Rushmore and let's start making these decisions. We all know it, but uh, Edgar Martinez will be on the Mount Rushmore. Martinez, 1,403 games as a DH, had a 314 career average as a designated hitter. Edgar Martinez just made it into the Hall of Fame. Um, just an outstanding career, one of the best pure hitters I've ever seen in my lifetime, one of the first players to be elected into the Hall of Fame as a DH-only uh, type player. And granted, he played some third base, but he was a DH-312 career hitter, 309 career home runs, uh, seven-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger, two-time AL batting champ. Congratulations to Edgar Martinez for making it onto the Mount Rushmore of designated hitters. And then the other guy who's obviously going to make it the best designated hitter of my lifetime. Certainly when you talk about clutch gene and all that type of stuff, David Ortiz, 1,753 games as a designated hitter, batted 288 with a 383 on base and a 556 slugging and 415 career home runs just as a designated hitter. That is the most home runs. By that position in the history of baseball, ended his career with 541 home runs, um, 10-time All-Star, 3-time World Series champ, World Series MVP, ALCS MVP, 7-time Silver Slugger. David Ortiz will be in Cooperstown someday. Um, and uh, before that, he's going to be on our Mount Rushmore of DHs. So <laughs> we had two locks coming in. Edgar Martinez and David Ortiz were making the Mount Rushmore of designated hitters. And um, guess what? So is Paul Molitor. Molitor played more games at DH than any other spot. A Hall of Fame player. A great, great, great hitter, as we talked about. 312 career average is no joke. Paul Molitor 
is on the Mount Rushmore of designated hitters. That leaves one spot. One spot, and it comes down to me to two Hall of Famers, Harold Baines and Frank Thomas, and um, it's not a fair fight. I'm sorry, Harold. Even though Harold played more games at designated hitter, Frank Thomas, again, played 1,310 games designated hitter, well, only 900-plus at first base. That qualifies you as far as I'm concerned. You played the majority of your games at DH by our system here that we use for Mount Rushmore's, which takes in legacy, it takes in numbers, hardware, all that in account, but also is mostly based on the position you're in is the one you played the most. Well, guess what? Frank Thomas was a designated hitter more than anything else, and congratulations. Our Mount Rushmore of designated hitters is a robust one. David Ortiz, Edgar Martinez, Paul Molitor, and Frank Thomas, all Hall of Famers once Ortiz is in someday. So congratulations. That is pretty exciting. All right, real quick. I'm just going to do a quick Mount Rushmore of, of GMs just to cover the bases. Not as easy as you would think. There aren't that many who are known, who are famous enough. A few names that, that are, are just going to miss. Um, some old school guys, George, George Weiss, Ed Barrow, Larry McPhail, of course, uh, Andy's uh, grandfather, Manny McPhail's grandfather, one of the, the people who built baseball in a lot of ways, uh, Lee McPhail's father. Um, but for me, there so there are two locks when it comes to the Mount Rushmore of general managers. Uh, Branch Rickey it, and its general managers, executives, however you want to call it. Branch Rickey's in. I mean, we know not only was an amazing executive, but also brought Jackie Robinson over at the chutzpah to you know, f- go up against history and, and the way America was and all that. Fran Tricky, congratulations, sir. Just etch that face right in stone on the Mount Rushmore of executives, of general managers. And also, um, if you win, if you end the two longest droughts in baseball history, you're getting on. Theo Epstein, congratulations. Um, you are on. Uh, you end the Cubs drought and the Red Sox drought. You're in, as far as I'm concerned. Um so that's Ricky, that's Epstein, that's two spots, two spots to fill. And this is not homerism or bias. I legitimately believe that Pat Gillick deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore of general managers. Built those uh, amazing Blue Jays teams. Obviously, the, the teams that you know beat the Phillies built those amazing Mariners teams that didn't win titles but won 114 games one year built the Orioles in the mid-90s that are part of building those teams um, the Blue Jays really is his heyday um, built the Blue Jays into a real franchise you know that, that he's the guy and then of course was responsible for the Phillies uh, first World Series win in, in 28 years uh, the cities in 25 uh, Pat Gillick has had a a Excellent career as a general manager, as an executive, a three-time World Series champ, two with the Blue Jays, one with the Phillies. Congratulations, Pat Gillick. Maybe it's a little bit of homerism, uh, but you're on the list. And then um, the fourth one, this one's a controversial one because um, there are GMs with better resumes. Ed Barrow, for example. Um, you know, current GMs, Brian Cashman is someone who you would have to say has a better flat-out resume, but... Um, and my brother gives me crap for this a little bit, but I, I think part of the Mount Rushmore is too is is notoriety. Is do people know you? Do you, what kind of legacy has that person left? What kind of impact have they left on baseball? And for that reason, even though he's never won a World Series as a general manager, I don't know how you do the Mount Rushmore of general managers and leave Billy Bean off. Moneyball's a thing. It just is. The book was written. It changed baseball. And I know that there are a lot 
smarter GMs. There are a lot of people who've taken the things that he was doing and put it on steroids and been so impressive. And again, like Brian Cashman's a better general manager than Billy Bean, but Billy Bean in terms of, of we're just talking Mount Rushmore, we're talking notoriety, we're talking all that. I don't know how you leave Billy Bean off. So Billy Bean, controversial. I can't wait till my brother gives me crap about this. He's going to say, Ed Barrow. How can I leave Ed Barrow off? And my brother is a baseball nerd like me. George Weiss, you chose Billy Bean over George Weiss. What is wrong with you? Um, I'm going with the the legacy notoriety pick is Billy Bean, of course. He had a movie made about him, all right? They made a freaking movie. How many other general managers have, have had a movie made about him? Branch Rickey? There you go. That, that says it. It's done. Congratulations, Branch Rickey, Theo Epstein, Pat Gillick, and Billy Bean on the Mount Rushmore of executives. And again, congratulations to, as I know they're listening, and I know they're very excited by this, congratulations to David Ortiz, to Paul Molitor, to Edgar Martinez, and to Frank Thomas on making the Mount Rushmore of designated hitters, which I somehow forgot to do. All right, tomorrow, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's a Friday. We're going to head into the weekend, right? The Mount Rushmore of baseball. We've gone through, we've done every position. We've done first, second, third, short, catcher, left, right, center, right-handed pitchers, left-handed pitchers, relief pitchers. We've done managers. We've done designators. We've done executives and general managers. We've covered it all. All of baseball has been covered. Tomorrow, we will choose the four. The four faces that will be chiseled up in the Mount Rushmore of all of baseball forever. It's a big one. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that. Hopefully, you will join me for that. Until then, everyone stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.